0: Loved beloved listeners, and welcome to Snake People at the Movies, film criticism by people who actually like film. Join us as we dive into movies we love, movies we respect, and movies we wish we could unsee. It's the podcast where we talk about growing up and living queer, nerdy, and depressed online and at the cinema. From the kids who love you most ardently, it's Sneeple
1: at the Movies. I'm Helena. I'm Ezra. And I'm Maddie. Uh, welcome to to november but fully because we're actually recording in november this time
2: oh shit that's what i was gonna say Uh i out. mean remember yeah i i fucking wrote coming to you directly from super mega turbo hell
0: <laughs> all right well we can get into it now i oh, guess
1: uh, <laughs> happy know. birthday ezra
2: <laughs> yeah, happy late birthday to me. Other notable events. Um, Other notable. Events yeah that they 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 called they called uh, four years of slightly less fascism uh, on my birthday, Woo-hoo. and my dad, my mom sent me a very cute text that was from both my parents, and she just said, uh, "Your dad wanted you to know that he called in some favors in at NBC and got them to wait to announce the <laughs> Biden victory until your birthday." And I was like, "That was very thoughtful. <laughs> That's nice." Which was just like. I love it when my mom makes things that are like sort of what would be traditionally a dad joke because both my parents make those jokes. Mm-hmm. It's just good, mm-hmm. anyway. Very good. Uh, loving my parents podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I'm
0: glad that mm-hmm. that stress is over. Um, that was a hell of a week. So many ways. Um, a, lot um, so a lot happened. So much in a lot of ways. Um, As okay, a <laughs> I mean, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Why don't we talk about what we escaped?
1: Yeah, I was going to say, as a a media podcast, unfortunately, um, we're going to have to talk about what happened on Thursday. Yeah, we're going to have to talk Uh, about it. We're going to have to talk about what happened on Thursday. So, I'll go first. Um, So, uh, just fair warning, I got drunk on Halloween, Mm. and I watched—my roommate put on Over the Garden Wall while she did some, like, getting ready for Halloween stuff, and I just, like, left it on because, you know— what was I going to do? Turn off over the garden wall? No, I don't think no. so. Um, so I watched that again. Uh, and then I watched four movies in a row. <laughs> Damn. Um, nice. So I watched uh, Cabin in the Woods, which I'd never seen before. I saw the original Fright Night. I rewatched uh, The Lost Boys. I rewatched Priest at like 3 a.m. Uh, <laughs> so that was an experience. Um, wow. I
2: love that stupid movie.
1: <laughs> it's so- It was very fun. I'm really glad. I-, I had a moment where I was like, I don't know, maybe I'll just go to bed, and then I was like, no, I'm watching Priest, and then I did. I want
2: to reclaim our fucked up college experience by being drunk at 3am watching Priest with you.
1: Yeah! Well, I I got halfway there, so next time you'll just have to be with me.
2: Yeah, just text Um, me, wake me up in the middle of the night, I don't give a fuck.
1: Sounds good. (laughs) Um, I watched Chef for the first time, I watched Cheaper's Creepers, I watched Cinematic Classic Chill Factor. Mm-hmm. Okay, I gotta ask, um, is Chef,
2: yeah. like, a horror movie? No. It is
1: not. It is actually oh, okay. a movie about cooking.
2: Oh, alright, um, cool.
1: Yeah, yeah, the guy this who does is, it's binging It's just in bat. the
2: middle of this, like, <laughs> list where I was like... You know, there's horror movies about a lot of it. Like, there's a slasher movie of, about, like, absolutely every dumb thing somebody yeah. can think of to, like, yeah. have be, like, the, the reskin of whoever's holding the knife, so I had right. to ask.
1: No, 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 totally fair. <laughs> Chill Factor is also not a horror movie. Um, It's, but, like, right. speed, but they have to keep a thing below a certain temperature for the whole movie. It's stupid and <laughs> well? shit. It's so dumb, and Wait. I had a really good time.
2: Okay, I have
0: to ask, Jeepers Creepers, any relation to the original Scooby-Doo villain?
1: No, No. I don't believe so. Aww.
0: Yeah. That's one of the episodes Um, I've seen a million times, Jeepers and (laughs) Creepers.
1: I don't know, I don't think so. It was the Um, bank
0: manager. Spoilers. No,
1: in this uh, this occasion, spoilers for Jeepers Creepers, um, it was a weird man-creature who ended up having bat wings- which mm. was a twist that I did not expect, and I got a real big chuckle out of. Um, <laughs> Justin Long is in that flick.
2: Oh, I feel like I want to yeah. find a way that the villain was still capitalism. Yeah.
1: Um. Uh, give me some time. I I'll mean, Scooby Doo. I mean, um, it's a
2: long shot because
0: Scooby Doo is just too big-brained for our modern horror media to yeah. fall up on. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah. Um. No, Chef is a movie about, a, like, a restaurant chef who ends up, like, owning a food truck, and the guy who uh, does Binging with Babbage like, loves that movie, and I was like, oh, oh right. maybe I'll just, like, fuck around and watch it. um, And it regrettably made me think about, like, opening my own, like, or working in a food place
2: again, and I was like, you don't <laughs> want to do that, you hate doing that. No, um, as somebody who's still stuck in food service yeah, and no. wants to, uh, as a joke in Minecraft, kill most of their coworkers. Yeah, no.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. Um, yeah, so Chill Factor, uh, Pride and Prejudice 2005. And then while I was working today, I put on The Princess Diaries 2. That fucking uh, slapping track with Chris Pine. <laughs> um, and then I've been watching Supernatural and I've caught up on Mando season two. So that's what I saw. <laughs>
0: Why would you have been watching Supernatural? That's so yeah. Odd.
1: I I, uh, I wasn't. What are you talking about? Yeah, I didn't say that. No. <laughs> anyway, Z, do you want to go?
2: <laughs> yeah, that's sure. Um, I I've realized that part of the reason I have not, I just like don't straight up don't watch a ton of movies. Um, is because there's one television in my house. Um, mm-hmm. and uh it's kind of the living room has kind of become my roommate's like office mm. during covid mm-hmm. and like my new laptop doesn't have a disc drive so i just sort of and also just like i don't know i it's cold in the downstairs <laughs> yeah and i would have to like do all this shit to like put it on a television. So part of it's just that, like, I don't- I'm not like, let's just, like, watch a random fucking movie because, like, somebody's, you know, on a on a call or something in the, in the living room. Anyway, not important. Um, I got to have two whole-ass let-me-show-this-thing-that-I-love-to-one-of-my-friends and then they end up fucking-loving-it experiences because I showed my friend Logan the first two episodes of Star Trek Discovery because we were like, well- We finished Full Mile Alchemist Brotherhood. What's our next, like, get-together-and-watch-a-TV-show show? show, And I was like, let's watch some Star Trek Discovery. There's a reason I maintained my CBS All Access subscription. Um, And he was like, this whips. I love it. Uh, (laughs) It's just so much fun to hang out with people who are like, I unironically and completely love Star Trek. Because I unironically and completely love Star Trek. Oh, good. Mm -hmm. So, you know. Uh, And then... Uh, Pride and Prejudice 2005, because I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I want to watch that movie. And then Leia was like, hey, I've never seen it. And we were like, well, something, <laughs> something, that XKCD comic about the Mentos and Coke, where it's like, you're one of today's lucky 10,000. Mm-hmm. And she was, she like was talking to me like, like yesterday. I was like, no, like, I'm still like thinking about that. I really, really loved that movie. And I was just like, yay. Because oh, Leia's so got, Leia has a very, you know, she's like very discerning. Mm-hmm. And so... And I just, like, have a lot of feelings about that movie. It whips. Yeah, me too. It fucking it whips.
1: whips. I got really choked up a few times. Yeah, but I've yeah,
2: seen oh, it before. Yeah, I cry at the it's, ending every single time. It's just so... Anyway, we're gonna talk about that, like, a whole bunch. Um, But, mm-hmm. yeah, it just was, like, two... Talk about two things that I just, like, have a really strong emotional response to, and I got to like show them to people who were also like, "Yeah, I'm super fucking on board with this." And I was like, "Man, I love my friends and watching movies with them." Mm-hmm. <laughs> so much so that we have a whole fucking podcast about it. <laughs> Is it this one? <laughs> oh fuck! Is there you know? another podcast? Oh fuck! I gotta. I oh fuck! I fucked up. I've got the notes for my other secret movie podcast. No, of course Are it's you this cheating on another podcast. <laughs> No, I'm not cheating on you with another podcast. I don't have fucking time for that. Is this what I happens? play too much D&D. <laughs> Is this
0: what happens when Harry met Sally? This, this <laughs> oh, I think possibly
2: so. I haven't seen that movie I'm in joking, a incredibly have, long time
0: I have seen it and it's the only rom-com I could think of off the top of my head So that's the title that I chose I'm sorry King I, I'm so sorry <laughs>
2: no, oh, totally, <laughs> The only fucking I'm thing sorry, I remember King. about that movie Is everyone's terrible 90s pants And the chicken paprika ash joke Yep yeah. <clears throat> Valid uh also everyone's hair is really bad it's like looking at my fucking family photos from when i was a toddler but but um, hollywood actors carrie fisher's in it so it's perfect i mean this is true or when uh, I, I would like to raise my glass to carrie mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <coughs> excuse me um got excited there um elena uh doesn't
0: have covid i do not have covid uh, I know this for a fact
1: Pro- Proven <laughs> Did not have COVID. Proven,
0: I actually had to uh, miss work Because I left early on. Es- not unrelated I left early uh, on the Saturday That they announced the election results And also Esmer's birthday um, And because I was like I have a cough Am I- And I have a sore throat and I don't like that And uh, there had been a lot of customers in the store that day So I had to take time off work And get a COVID test I don't have it, it's fine um, what I saw was I rewatched uh, as well it's Bram Stoker's Dracula of course it's the one that he <laughs> came back from the dead to produce um, mm-hmm. dad wanted to watch it so it was basically just like me watching it like looking back in time at me seeing it for the first time and like shaking hands and going <laughs> yeah same uh, nothing's changed Bless. Um, you know it's, a, it's fun it's a fun movie Richard E. Grant is in it right um, god I love Richard E. Grant he's perfect mm-hmm. um, I rewatched Parasite on election night which is a bad idea um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, alright that, that's, a, that's a fucking set of
2: choices that you've made <laughs> damn hell. well
0: you know I, I got it on Criterion and I just really wanted to watch it and I wanted to rewatch something I didn't want to absorb any new information but I should have watched like fucking uh, Spirited Away or something like that you know um, in hindsight. So I literally just, anything literally anything would have been less
2: stressful. Yeah. Literally anything
0: else. Um, but that's what I rewatched. And then I saw it for the first time I watched the, uh, Georgian film. And then we danced, which actually technically came out last year, but is kind of a 2020 movie. I don't know what people's, you know, abstract people are about like festivals and shit. Um, but it is a movie about a, uh, man who is, uh, he does traditional Georgian dance, uh, which is like very rooted in tradition and, and masculinity, um, but this, and then this other guy comes in to, you know, train with his troop, I guess, um, and he's like this guy's rival and then there's this sort of romantic connection between the two of them, um, and etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, I, it was very, very difficult to, i don't know about making this movie but like in terms of its reception um georgia is apparently like you know a lot of countries can be a very very homophobic country and they were like firmly we do not have any homosexuals in georgia so this movie is like you know uh dead to us there were protests when it was released and everything like that um but it's really really good um and I highly recommend it. It's currently, unfortunately I had to watch it on Jeff Bezos' uh, uh, Prison Planet, um, but I did watch it and it was very good and I cried. Um, Gay films just be making us cry, you know, what can I say? Mm
1: -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. The guy who plays the lead is like not a professional actor which made me feel really uh, incompetent. (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> he's like a a professional dancer, and so oh, cool. he was like the guy who played his uh, love interest was a professional actor. But he's like, no, he's just a dancer. Um, and I was just like, ah, oh. um, it's the the tough thing about talking about these movies sort of like a couple weeks or a week after you've seen them is that you have all of these emotions and thoughts and then you feel very coherent. And then now I'm just like, oh, it was so beautiful. And that's all I have to say.
1: <laughs> but but it was good. <laughs>
0: yeah, it was real good. Maybe I'll get I'll watch it again sometime and have more coherent thoughts. Um, And then I watch Moneyball, um, which is a baseball movie, you know.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> With Brad Pitt in it. Um, <laughs>
1: The epic highs and lows.
0: The epic highs and lows of Shut Up.
1: <laughs> Movies I
0: can't believe you made me repeat that With my own mouth um, Before I <laughs> Got remembered what it was from um, I also watched <sighs> The Private Life of Sherlock Holmes um, On Hell Yeah Coopla, Which was a ride and a half It's a very very odd movie um, It's from the year 1970 It's a Billy Wilder film Which is hilarious and strange It doesn't feel like a Billy Wilder film It feels like a very stodgy Like a uh, 1960s 1970s period piece the first 40 minutes are like almost completely unrelated to the last half of the movie the first 40 <laughs> minutes which is um, I think the reason that the gays respect it mostly is because it's about the story um, of this like they, Holmes and Watson go to a uh, uh, to go, they go to Swan Lake and there's a Russian ballerina who like brings Sherlock Holmes backstage and she's like It's a situation where she wants to retire and uh, live in the country with her child, but she needs a child first and she needs a father first because she's so beautiful. She wants someone who's intelligent. And she's like, I want you to impregnate me, Sherlock Holmes, and, uh, you know, be the father or whatever. And he's like, "Uh, uh, 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 no, I can't do that. And he tries to get out of it in, like, multiple ways and finally lands on, after an impromptu... uh, entrance from Watson uh you know the reason that I can't do it is because I'm taken um and uh yeah I'm <laughs> I'm a homeless he doesn't say it out loud but he's like uh they mentioned Tchaikovsky earlier in the conversation as like somebody she considers but didn't pan out because you know X, Y, and Z. Tchaikovsky was gay so he mentioned something about you know being more of like Tchaikovsky's <laughs> influence or like cup of tea or something like that and um and it winds up like with them assuming the same about watson and they go home and he's like why did you tell them that we were gay um we need to get married too sweet and i have women on seven continents who can vouch for me and like holmes you obviously have women who can vouch for you and holmes is like anyway i'm going to bed <laughs> and, like that's the first 40 minutes of the movie um, it's, like, the biggest eye emoji I've ever made in my entire life, and I can't believe that they did that. And then the last, like, hour and a half of the movie is about the Loch Ness monsters. It's so... <laughs> but not right. actually. And Christopher Lee is there, and he's playing Mike Robb, and it's cool. Um, cool. And then, like, halfway through, I lost my mind because I realized Robert Stevens, the actor playing Sherlock Holmes, is the father of Toby Stevens, and I didn't... <laughs> realize that and i also didn't realize that he was also in henry V, uh, playing pistol and i was having revelations upon revelations (laughs) anyway um and that i wish is all that i watched i wish that was it i wish that that was it what happened on Uh november
1: 5th
2: remember remember
1: (laughs) (laughs) all right all right for those of you who are not deeply online Christ. um supernatural you know the show that should have ended 10 years ago mm-hmm. it didn't they decided to keep that one going you don't say um and uh, uh one apparently everyone's dead i don't really know i haven't kept up yeah. i thought the show ended in may it didn't <laughs> um <laughs> cast was like literally supernatural
2: i think like the show supernatural is a lich at this yeah. point it, <laughs> it has a life of its own souls no, yeah, i yeah. don't know it's dying yes. it's
0: dying it's okay it's Fine. Dying.
1: um <laughs> it's okay it'll be dead soon <laughs> um So apparently Cass was under some curse that if he felt happiness he would go to super hell. It's called the empty, (laughs) and apparently it's a place between heaven and hell, but it's not purgatory.
2: No. This has been made
1: clear to me. They've been I don't know what it is. Yeah,
2: because Supernatural is like not Catholic cosmology. Dean and Cass have know. been to Purgatory. Why do I keep right? opening my mouth? I don't watch this show. They've been to yeah. Purgatory. It's not Purgatory. It, it ain't no big it's... thing.
0: They've been there. It's fine. It empty. I yeah, think it's like a special hell for like special angels.
1: <laughs> but it's yeah. So it's like a, it's like a fourth place that you could go. Um, I don't know how this deal got made, but a deal was made, mm-hmm. and. Cass apparently just had to be like also I'm in big homo love with you and yeah. Dean had this expression the whole time like he was trying not to just make fucking lose it and then cask <laughs> went to super mega hell for it so they both were like by the way the thing that people have been shipping for literally like 12 years yeah. is halfway canon and also we put him in mega hell for it yeah Immediately, the hilarious thing about uh, it—we decided a bunch of us to watch Supernatural on Monday. Yeah, um, so we watched because of it. We watched it. Um, Yeah, so we watched some Supernatural. The
0: hilarious thing about it is that um, (laughs) this was happening on Thursday, right? So oh my the God, election so results hadn't theirs. been Along announced yet Along with absolutely yet. everything else Along with like yeah. a tabloid article That may or may not be true About Putin resigning because he thinks He's coming down with dementia And then Putin was trending alongside Supernatural and Destiel <laughs> And I thought I was going to lose my entire fucking mind
1: And we still didn't have the Nevada results I still don't think we <laughs> have the Nevada results Nah man nah. And then as I was going to bed Fucking Georgia flipped yeah. Um. So that was the icing on the cake. And I woke up to Pennsylvania having flipped. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And this was all within the span of like three hours. Because I took that day off work. And most of my day was just like super bland. Like I didn't do anything. I was just like bummed out and feeling shitty. And then our game got canceled, so I was just, like, hanging out in my room. Mm -hmm. And then the last three hours, everything just fell apart. And I watched... I forgot I watched Beetlejuice also, because Amanda... (laughs) But I wasn't really watching Beetlejuice, because Amanda was like, sit, watch it with me. And I was like, okay, but I was on my phone. Yeah, the entire um, time. Having a crisis. Um, Yeah.
0: (laughs) It flipped a switch on my mood so drastically that I felt like I was in a different fucking year. I was so fucking... Happy, but in a way that was like, this is this is just so objectively hilarious and also weirdly cathartic and also completely homophobic and also not and also, this is I I, I only want to think about this for the next twenty four hours kind of situation.
2: Um I'm not. Nothing should make no person should have to experience that many feelings at once about anything, but certainly not about fucking supernatural. I have I the am time not. of my life.
1: <laughs> i am not an uppers kind of person mm-mm,
2: mm-mm.
1: that is not what i like to do i've never done one before i imagine what i was feeling with something yeah. similar to what it's like <laughs> when you're on an upper
0: yeah i think it was uh, kind of like what happens when you when you take molly i think yeah
1: i i've never experienced anything like it yeah because the build-up to that day was like so shitty and like this whole year has been shitty and like everybody's stressed and freaked out all the time um and it was like everything it got so surreal that like everything just like hit the breaking point
0: and the fucking funniest <laughs> thing was that i haven't wa- i don't know about y'all i haven't watched supernatural for
1: nine fucking seasons i have not regularly watched supernatural since season five yeah Maybe maybe a little bit after that. I
2: feel like um, I've seen I watched, some
1: of season six, but I can't remember. Yeah. I re season one with Leia a couple of years ago. So, like, every so often I'll, like, watch an episode or two. Yeah. But I have not regularly kept up with Supernatural since probably, like, high school. Yeah.
0: And I don't think um, about it either. It's not like, oh, I no. think about it once in a while. It's like, I don't I don't think about it unless somebody brings it up in a dumb joke way. And as I was coming home from work... I saw on Twitter that Supernatural was airing a new episode, and I was like, "Ha ha! Like that's the last thing we need right now." And then two hours later, this happened. And and <laughs> I just can't. look. You know, look. I have. I have. Gone into the into places the supernatural fandom on Tumblr in the past week that I didn't want to know about. There's some stiff stuff in there. There's some baggage in there. So many people need therapy, but hey, who among us? Who among us? Right? I will say does not need therapy Um, as um as a as somebody who has and I'm not ashamed to say it been a Dean Cash shipper. Um, I'll say it. I'm not a coward (laughs) (laughs) writing a story about an angel who pulls a human from hell and then like subsequently soul bonds with him or whatever the fuck to the point where he's like Mm -hmm. able to dish out free therapy five minutes after like formally meeting him who like pulls this dude out of hell because heaven needs him to avert the apocalypse. But then realizing that heaven actually wants the apocalypse to happen disobeys and starts a war with the host of heaven because he started to care about this single human being and threw him the rest of the world that is the no matter what happens after that point which is basically like season five that is the sexiest fucking galaxy brain idea conceptually i've ever heard that is so fucking romantic i'm not ashamed to say it i love that shit i eat that shit up um
1: there is a lot of like like ships that i love that are literally just like I care about this place because of you. Yeah.
0: He, like, t- being temporarily relieved of his job as, like, the resident Winchester angel because he was growing too close to Dean, like, confessing to another fallen angel on the show that he's, quote, considering disobedience because he's starting to feel for the first time. Like, that... Mm. mm delicious. Delicious. <laughs> I'm sorry. it's It's great. That dynamic... Is great. I don't know anything that happens after that point. I, like, literally do not know except from what I've
1: gleaned from gift sets.
0: And I
2: don't... Because...
0: What? What, Maddie? What?
1: (laughs) Because when they originally plotted out the show, it was supposed to be five fucking seasons. And the last episode of season five is a perfect little fucking bow. And then they were like, no, let's keep it going. (laughs) And we have all had to pay the price for that. Emotionally, (laughs) physically metaphysically all of us had to pay that price if you are online yeah
0: if you're online you felt it and you know what like and it's it's the thing about like i i'm happy where i am right now in terms of like being somebody who ships that i don't want anything more what, would I like it if he was fucking alive? Yes, I would prefer that yeah. for
1: him. I would super be <laughs> stoked if he was not in super mega hell right yeah. now with Loki. But,
0: like, I don't want, I don't need any reciprocation because that was never, like, an interesting part of the shift for me. Kids. I don't need that. It's don't want to see that And like, on screen. I'm an actor, so I think that actors' intentions matter and it you know, it depends on how much the actor is coordinating with their writers and directors. But if I'm like watching DS9 and Andrew Robinson who played plays Garrick said, I played Garrick as a pansexual alien who just wanted to bone down with Julian Bashir the second that he saw him. I believed him. Thank you. That's the show now. I thank you, King. I trust you. <laughs> who, who is Rick Berman? I don't know her. I like that. That's the show. So if Misha Collins says that he's been playing cast as being in love with Dean for a while now, I believe them. He has no reason to
2: lie to me. Who the fuck am I, <laughs> right? Misha Collins stopped giving a fuck like eight years ago. I so respect yeah. him for it. That's <laughs> yeah. the difference. I'm still between... kind of mad that I didn't get fired from my job for uh, when he. Wandered in to buy booze At like 10 in the morning The day after they announced it was the last Season of Supernatural That I didn't give in to my impulse To just make eye contact and yell Hey dude you're free
0: (laughs) If he ever came into Powell's um, The compulsion to say Congratulations To him would be so (laughs) So strong Um, But I just right now I want to say congratulations to myself for surviving this <laughs> everything um i have not yeah. just, just for, con- for context i haven't actually this will be the last thing i say before we talk about actually like good movies um i haven't been able to watch that entire clip um i, 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 I can't i can't oh. do it and it's not because it's not necessarily because it's like really weirdly edited um although it is part of that it's like too emotionally intense for me like you gotta understand like that's where i'm coming from right now and he literally says the line the only line that indicates to me that that script was actually written by a gay man as it apparently was the one thing that i want is a thing i know i can't have like excuse me no i can't watch past that point that's it that's all i need goodbye that's like it's over He's in hell now, and I'm also in hell.
1: And we we are all in hell. Um, I think I'm like, I'm. I think I'm on episode ten of season one. I've been watching it at work. Season one was really fun. Remember when Supernatural used to be a Monster of the Week show, and it was fun.
0: Yeah, it was good. Those
1: were cool. Those cool times. I enjoyed that. Yeah, that was that was nice. I too enjoy Um, rolling around in trash.
0: And then Someti- tell- sometimes <laughs> you just want to have
1: fun <laughs> telling
0: everybody else to stay back, it's trash, you don't want to roll around in this, and then you, can you don't
1: want to be here
0: rolling around in it like you don't Oscar sinking that. into my garbage can.
1: <laughs> uh, and then I also watched, like, caught up on Mando season two, and I had this moment where I was like, Oh my god, I forgot briefly what good television was like. <laughs> 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 I forgot. Remember- mando and i was like oh my god the show is actually good and it's fun you can't have both yeah oh my god yeah. i feel i felt spoiled oh uh, it was a lot it was a lot to handle
0: i feel we have to talk about something else but i feel all right like we're like done i we have to we have to i just have done. to say my last thought is i feel like i'm losing my mind and <laughs> And that's it. I think I pretty oh. much communicated that pretty much straightforwardly <laughs> for everybody in so many ways. But I just have Aww. to reiterate it in words. I feel like I'm going insane.
1: Anyway, I I am I'm so excited for the season premiere or the season the season premiere.
2: <laughs> God, uh, can you imagine finale,
1: the series finale next week, which is going to put us out of our misery? <clears throat> I think it's going to be no. like money down. I think it's going to be shit. I think it's going to be a forced het ending. I think it's going to be garbage. Mm. And, like, side fun bet, I think they're going to give Sam a boyfriend. And, no, like, nothing else is going to come of whatever happened with You Cass. said,
2: you were like, it's going to be a forced het ending. And my first yeah. thought was, are there even any women alive on Supernatural? The oh my god, you, they'll make with. some up! They <laughs> will
1: make up some random women! Although you what make the, a
2: good point. One of the only things... Seeing this as someone who has been, you know, painfully online for 15-something years, but was, like, steadfastly never into Supernatural. I know some stuff about Supernatural, like, by osmosis, because you can't not. Mm -hmm. But just watching like everyone I know get picked up and suplexed back to like twenty eleven. Oh my god has just been beyond fucking surreal. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's it feels I have seen the first two and a half seasons of Supernatural and that's it.
0: It's because it feels like a fucking collective hallucination. That's
2: that's kind of partly why like people are like oh yeah all these things that have happened since on this show I'm like what you're talking about (laughs) has absolutely no relationship to the like two and a half seasons of television that I have seen Yeah, what the fuck I
0: I follow somebody on Tumblr who like is in deep into like the conspiracy and like links and like here's
2: what's gonna happen on the end uh, oh my
0: (laughs) god yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
2: did we learn nothing from the fucking John Locke conspiracy or whatever? The answer apparently is no. Not. Um, Course apparently.
0: Not. And reading it, like trying to parse like who everybody is and what this is and everything, it's like, I feel I, 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 like this is not a language that I recognize. It's not even a language that I can't read. It's a language that I don't recognize. I, I can't yeah. tell looking at it what this is. I don't know who yeah. these people are. I don't know. I think there needs to be a division. Like a verbal division in our language for fandom that, like, chills and gets into shit sometimes, like, gets deep into the weeds and the Dean Cash it, like myself, but, like, is re- mostly relatively chill. I can think about it every once in a while with a fond sigh and then not watch Supernatural for nine seasons. And then the people who are fully on there, like, trading conspiracy theories about the shit that is going on and doing the john Locke's sherlock secret episode filming in nevada right now that's why it's taking them so long to count the votes like that was actually a joke that somebody posted but shit like that you know i feel like i need to be it used to it, it really used to uh bother me when i was actively watching sherlock in college because i still thought it was good um to be grouped in with like the Sherlock fandom, which even then I could recognize was like
2: as a collective was bad. <laughs> because... There needs mm-hmm. there needs mm-hmm. to be a lexical differentiation. Yeah, yeah because there were like you know Sherlock the, fandom the difference is differences. What what is it?
1: Sorry, no, go ahead.
0: No, the, I think this was like around the time of the elementary debacle where they're like, Sherlock fandom mm. thinks this. And I was like, the Sherlock fandom absolutely does not think like the Borg. Thank you very much. <laughs> but I will just dislodge myself from that. Thank you. Anyway.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I am Hugh. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um okay i just have a, a like a last two thoughts mm-hmm. uh one i just remember the time that you and i went on the supernatural wiki to be like what happened on supernatural <laughs> since we stopped uh watching it the answer was a lot we didn't even finish reading the wikipedia because we kept getting stopped on plot points being like what the fuck yeah what the fuck wait wait,
0: um, wait, 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 wait. yeah and this was this was even before season 15
1: happened yeah uh-huh uh-huh um And then also, I think that that set, because I watched Sherlock by myself, but I watched it with my parents. uh, Because it was a BBC show. It was like a BBC murder mystery show. So, of course, I watched it with my parents. And I think that's the energy we need for fandoms. It's like... Mm -hmm. A, like chilling with your parents watching a show and talking about the stuff you like about it and like your like fun theories mm. but like you're it's like you're hanging with your your parents or like if if you wouldn't be doing that kind of thing with your parents like i don't know with like your friends. Your, a couple of friends yeah a couple of, like close friends which is basically what we're doing for
0: supernatural our approach to supernatural yeah. right now is galaxy brained. um no one else the,
2: the only joke that i a an outsider in all of this uh the the one that made me like laugh like a fucking hyena um was just the here's how Murther can still win
0: <laughs> thank you yeah somebody did that uh on tumblr and i made the same stupid fucking joke on twitter um so I thought I was going to lose followers for tweeting, like, only tweeting about Supernatural for the past week. Turns out I've gained followers <laughs> on Twitter for saying something uh, as obvious as, "Here's what, here's how Merlin and Arthur can still win. Um,
1: you also reblogged close. I was like, uh, "Here's how House and Wilson can still win." <laughs> yeah. Um, okay,
2: yeah, that was no, the that funniest
1: was one to me because that was such a reach, and I was like, "That's good." That's well, sure actually, you know,
0: they're all a reach because guess what? One half of every single one of those pairings that we've just mentioned is dead.
1: Is dead. So, so it's wait, like, wait, who hold died on. At the
0: end of House, Wilson died. Who? <laughs> No shit, seriously? I, I never mean, saw the does? last so season of House? He doesn't, like, this is why I haven't watched the last season of House. Wilson has cancer, and House I knew and that. Wilson have, like, spent the, like, last season together, like, taking care of them. And it's basically, like, this agreement that, like, House quits his job, and we're gonna go off at the sunset together, and he's not gonna, like, do this. So he doesn't He doesn't die on the show, but, like, tempor- in, in the temporal sphere of the House universe, Wilson is dead now. He's died. Oh, Okay, cool. Um, which <laughs> I I'm, learned something
2: I'm, new today. What,
0: the secret trick to this if you never watch the last season of House, Wilson never dies.
2: Oh, okay, yeah. It's so- Schrodinger's like you know, Wilson. A coup de la Rouge at like mm-hmm. 20 minutes left before it ends. If you never
0: watch the season finale to Merlin, uh, Merlin never reveals <laughs> his magic, which sucks, but also art. That is so... if you never
1: watch my approach is if you never watched the last season of merlin you never have to watch the last season of merlin
0: my approach is if you do it just episode summaries the last season of Merlin. you'll feel like you watched it but you actually also don't remember anything about it
1: and you'll get a bunch of tumblr followers and you'll get like um, literally
0: Tumblr followers. Okay. yeah
1: um anyway okay jesus christ okay enough enough of supernatural Please. for the rest of my natural life yeah we have um, we've,
2: we've had an en- we we had enough of supernatural like g- g- double digit number of years although now.
0: there's not it's not out of the realm of possibility that I will be talking about it the more i watch it continue
1: oh my god also like the next ep- the next time we record the like <gasps> series finale will have dropped oh god maybe helena maybe you and i should just do Z, if you want, I won't force you to do one. Like, maybe me and Leia should do a bonus episode that's just Mm -hmm. like, what the fuck happened? (laughs)
2: Let's talk about it. I mean, I could always a plot summary yeah. of this like, series finale of Supernatural. That- oh, I'm not watching and it. just <laughs> record... No, just record me trying to figure out what the fuck <laughs> yes. is going on. That yeah, we'll fun. do
1: something. We won't We won't take up half an episode talking about Supernatural. <laughs> um, this is like when we did that one episode we ended up spending half of the episode talking about cats. and None of us had seen cats yet. Mm-hmm. And we were just sort of talking about it. Um... Never forget. Anyway, we're talking about Pride and Prejudice this time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's really big at all. We're certainly trying it's to, anyway. Um,
2: yeah. Um. Oh yeah, Girl yeah. Mams. The end of Pride and Prejudice where they say "I love you" and then go to <laughs> Sur- <laughs> super, and, and then Mister Darcy goes
1: to super hell.
2: It's look, up. I've seen the director's cut it's just because you don't have it. So look for it. I mean, I'm just saying the scene where he like strides across fucking the, the, uh, the fields Mm -hmm. and is just like, I, it's, it's, you know, the sun is coming up and it's like, I have to tell you these things. And I'm like having a million emotions and then also periodically stopping to yell that he's basically naked yeah. because he's not wearing a waistcoat or a cravat yeah. um, so I would like to formally apologize to Maddie and Leia who had to hear me yell that shirt is touching his nuts yeah. like four yeah. times he had his
1: tits out and he tried to say yeah, he I also love you had to like, girl like, like four times a bunch of chest uh-huh. hair
2: like y'all better get married she's basically seen you naked Yeah.
1: yeah <laughs> Yeah. That's and romantic. she was like she she was like, I guess you're fine. Um, and then later told her dad, like, yes, I do love him. <laughs> Didn't say it to his face. No. But but to her dad was like, No, oh my god, I love this dude so much and then her dad cried it was very sweet. Yeah, and then I cried. Um, yeah, every time. Yeah, and then I cried. Pride Purchase two thousand five uh is a is a slippity slappity time. <laughs> if I if I do say so
0: myself.
1: You do say so yourself. <laughs> yeah. you no, know, it's a
0: great movie. Um, um yeah, I really that. I, I don't know when I started falling in love with it, but I feel like it was um, on a channel a lot when we had cable and I'm trying to think what possible channel that could have been um, some romantic channel for that was made for like life. Um, Heart,
1: Hallmark.
0: Yeah, something like that. Um, AMC. And I was like, this is good, actually. Yeah. Um, And then I slowly came to respect it as a movie with each passing year. And now I own it on DVD. Uh, (laughs) mm -hmm.
2: On DVD. DVD.
1: Um, Yeah, it is like, I think it is easy to, because it's like Pride and Prejudice, one of the like most well-known English language romance books. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, I think for those who like are not super familiar with it, it is kind of easy to dismiss Mm -hmm. um i really enjoyed the book actually (laughs) looks great (laughs) um
2: i i really like it too it's been a long time since i've read it but i sort of remember being like oh this is like surprisingly readable yes which is a weird thing to say but you know it's like you're you're bopping along and once you kind of it's it's really it's it's very accessible
1: Yeah. yeah And also, like, I know a million and one people who are more, like, have a greater area of study in this have talked about, like, how forward-thinking it was for the time, and how, like, a progressive and thoughtful book it was. Yeah. Um, but it is also that. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's also fucking yeah. funny. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: It's, I, I, we were watching it, and I was cracking up, like, all the time. <laughs> I was laughing at like everything because it's very and it wasn't I wasn't like laughing because it was goofy I was laughing because it was like a joke that they made and it was funny and well delivered yeah um and so I think that in like in turn like it's easy to dismiss the book sometimes if you're a nerd um and I think because like people think oh this is a romance movie it's easy to dismiss that but it is like. A well-made movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it is very nice to look at, first of all,
0: not just because of the cinematography, but also because of the cast. Um, mm-hmm. I think everybody. I mean, costuming. They don't like go out of their way to like make everybody look um, super beautiful. I mean, you know what I mean. Like everybody kind of has period yeah. style yeah. hair, like. <laughs> People make fun of Matthew McFadden and and say that he's ugly in this, and I just have to disagree. Um, I think that- I think he's cute! I think he's really super cute, and part of the reason is that he's playing Mr. Darcy in it, but also, like, I have a crush on Matthew McFadden because of Pride and Prejudice, so what the fuck do I know? Um,
1: Also, he's got those, like, sad boy eyes, you know? He's got those, like, big, beautiful, like, sad eyes. Mm -hmm. I I also think he has, like, interesting, compelling features- Yeah, Um, I mean, he's an interesting- I'm sorry he doesn't fit to your standard of beauty for men, but, like, also grow up and get better taste. Also
0: grow up. I, like, I- people complain about, like, casting, quote-unquote, ugly men in, like, Austin adaptations. I'm like, that's the only men that- that anybody should be casting in Austin adaptations. I'm sorry, because the only, like, canonically handsome men are the ones that, like, suck. (laughs) Except for for Wentworth, who's technically kind of handsome. But all of the men are described as kind of being like either, like, uh, yeah, he's, like, all right-looking. Or, like, they're not, like, like how in Pride and Prejudice, Bingley is, like, way more handsome than Darcy is. Or, like, uh, Mr. Knightley is never described as being, like, particularly handsome. There's always somebody who's, like, way more handsome. Um, And I think that casting, like, slightly, you know character actor men is galaxy brained
2: actually
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah Also,
2: like i some people are like oh like they look ugly i'm like no they just want to to bring back one of the greatest hits of Sneaple at the movies they just look like they don't know what an iphone yeah. is yeah yeah i
1: appreciate yeah. it that is i think like, one of keira knightley's best features besides her everything yeah. is that she <laughs> you've, you've doesn't gotta, know she doesn't yeah. know what an iphone is I mean, she does. I, yeah, that's
2: that's a nice, you know, it's funny. It's like there are certain things in this movie where you can tell that you're like, oh, yeah, like a few of these things were definitely designed with like 2005 standards of fashion mm-hmm, and beauty mm-hmm. in mind. But overall, like they kind of just took the fashions and slapped them on people mm-hmm. and they kind of just look like normal people wearing clothes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you know, they there's there's not nobody in this movie looks like they're like well, it's a period piece, but we have to make sure this movie star looks, you know, magazine ready, but then also nobody is like clearly like a hashtag modern feminist mm-hmm. who rejects period underwear. Mm-hmm. Uh everybody's just kind of you know, they're all very pretty because they're all film actors rosamund pike but they also look like believe like you 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 think you think you're like okay no also most of these people look like you know paintings from the period Mm -hmm. uh rosamund pike as jane is just
0: like angelic Mm. in that movie and uh she makes (sighs) me really emotional as well um her reaction to the big money proposal scene just like fucking gets me man and i'm like maybe yeah. like, maybe heterosexual romance is good sometimes um but only in that situation um mm-hmm. i'm kidding obviously my parents too um <laughs> just, just in case they're still <laughs> listening um <laughs> still listening podcast um anyway what was i saying rosa pike she's beautiful um that she I respect her, and she's also a good actor, you know. Th- that's there's a lot of like really insanely like big names in this movie, and it never feels kind of uh
2: it never feels out of place to me. Um, it never
1: feels like a vehicle for somebody's you know, career.
2: No. Yeah, that's a really good way to put it, that it's it does not feel like a star vehicle. Well it probably was for Kiera.
1: Uh-huh.
2: Well, yeah, but it doesn't it's Kiera. not like <laughs> I don't know. There's so many ways in which that could have been much more overt. Mm -hmm. You know, this is yeah, obviously, like she's the main character and she gets to do a lot of different acting things. But it's it's not the 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 sort the emphasis isn't like slavish. Yeah, it's just she's the main character,
0: right? Somebody's gotta. That's not true, technically. It could be an ensemble film. But, in this case, mm-hmm. in Pride and Prejudice, somebody does have to play Elizabeth.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say, what she's just, say, she, man. it's not like we're focusing on her because she's Karen Diley. it's we're focusing on her because she's Elizabeth Bennet. Yeah.
2: yeah, she's the fucking, like, point of view character for a bunch of the movie. It's, it's just, it, it feels natural. Oh god, there's a fucking train. <laughs> could you say, Ezra, it doesn't feel supernatural?
1: Helena, I unfortunately um, yes, I think you have to leave the podcast.
2: I um Oh. That we took a that train is gonna just derail <laughs> and somehow go up the hill and into my house and I'm going to I thought you were gonna say
0: it's gonna like cross over <laughs> into into Oregon and then into Portland City limits and then it hit me.
1: Yeah.
2: And I'll be the only remaining <laughs>
0: arbiter of gifts
2: who who are who are you going to draft to replace us Ar- arwin and raleigh oh
0: well, rip then <laughs> i guess
1: <laughs> uh well i'm sorry i mean, have you seen them
2: yes <laughs>
1: Why, they I would be fantastic them. podcast
2: hosts i will have to say though this is an audio only medium mm. that's fine you so can tell i'm not sure how well how cute you could R would translate but i have faith. you can tell Raleigh, S- Raleigh, hi. Anyway,
1: <laughs> you talk so much. Please just say something,
0: Raleigh. What do you <laughs> think about care. the friend? I can't
1: work like this. Can't work under these conditions. Well,
0: Maddie, you need to ask him a question. Otherwise, what is he supposed to respond to? Am I right, Raleigh? Raleigh, what do you think about Supernatural? Upon compulsion, I forgot that I watched that. I also watched. I rewatched. Henry IV at the Globe with Roger Allen and Jamie Parker. <laughs> oh, hell, always, always an excellent yes, choice. I think so. That cured me of my insanity for a little <sighs> bit.
2: They're just so... Like, man, everybody in that show, in that production is, like, happy to be there. Yeah,
0: it I, it makes me want to be there and in, in the, like, on stage. <laughs> so bad. Yeah. Um...
2: I miss Life Eater. Man, everybody in everybody in this movie is like really like unselfconscious. Mm-hmm. It's like the 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 whole Bennett family is just like a hot mess express, mm-hmm. and they just go for it. It's so fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it They're really. It's like all the sisters are always kind of like falling over each other, like. Puppies and just like you know being doofy, and it's 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 just such a night like the the you can tell why everything about them offends Darcy's fucking calcified sensibilities just without ever having to say anything just because they're like so gloriously undignified Mm -hmm. it's very cute i
1: think it's there's something about the movie that conveys this in a way that the book doesn't i think fully get across because you see the way they move and you get to see Mm -hmm. their house in comparison to other people's houses and you get to see the way people look at them when they are moving through rooms um you know i think you really get the idea that like when mr darcy says like your family is a fucking disgrace and like i i stuff like that you you know in the book you're like what a fucking douche and like when you see it like oh yeah they like stay too long there's like too many of them um they have five daughters who are all unmarried and the oldest one is like 29 or something crazy like or i don't think jane's quite that old no she's like in her mid to late 20s she's 22
0: i think 22 why
1: do they have that friend who's 27 i thought they were like around her age
0: uh yes
2: i thought okay she's an
0: old maid who's my age yeah
2: yeah i thought that they i i was gonna say i watched this like two days after turning 29 and she was like i'm 27 i'm
1: dying and i love being a spinster yeah um (laughs) I thought that one of them was around her age, so that is my mistake. But yeah. still, yeah. like, they have five daughters. The oldest one is, like, in her 20s. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, like, it, I think that's something the movie conveys very well, is this idea of, like, yeah, they have this, like, big house, but also there's chickens everywhere and, like, pigs coming and going.
0: Yeah. Their um, sense of wealth, like, is... They're the wealthiest family in that area But compared to the Darcy's and even compared to the Bingley's, which are very specifically, like, emphasized in the novel as being, you know, new money and therefore not really as dignified as they pretend to be, Um, even compared to them, like, they're not hot shit. Um, Yeah. But even, like, though, even though, like, some of the stuff, like, I not to be, like, a a Darcy apologist... (laughs) Which is no, terrible. we love Darcy on this no, show. It's okay. I love him very much, but also like, and I don't know if I. I think the movie does a good job of conveying this too, but the mini just really fucking goes all in. Also, sometimes, and I think I saw a post, like a, a, a tweet actually, that made me kind of think about this, which kind of annoyed me about like, uh, like hot take Elizabeth is like really annoying actually, and like think like saying that about you know, her, her sisters and her mom, and it's actually okay to behave that way, and it's like well. Yes and no, like, it's not... Some of it is about being dignified and, like, you know, class distinction. And that and that stuff is all bullshit, obviously. We can look at that, and it's very funny, because that was... Jane Austen's intention was to kind of skewer these ideas. But she also, like... The mom is just terrible, <laughs> sometimes. Um, in the way that she talks about other people, um, the way that she... Uh, treats the lucases who are uh that's their friend charlotte's family and uh treats everybody with paranoia and suspicion and doesn't care about like what anybody else wants She's a very like selfish human being um and so is their dad too but we're like we're more sympathetic to him because he loves elizabeth right um mm-hmm. it's like you know it's not all one side or the other right i think that the book is very good about um and, and also the movie uh, in some ways conveying like the nuanced uh character flaws of each human being like someone so said this but also in a way that's drawing attention to the hypocrisy of that moment like um in fairness I did read the annotated pride and prejudice recently so I'm like <laughs> hmm I emerge you, um and <clears throat> in a Yoda voice apparently <laughs> and um hmm. and there's just some moments where he the the annotator is like so right here, Elizabeth's saying this, but she forgave Wickham about this, and instinctly, like instinctively, believed him about this. And this is all because she has like this prejudice against Mr. Darcy for being mean to her the first time that they met, and Mr. and like Wickham wasn't. So now it's like everything that Wickham does, she's like able to excuse that, and everything that Mr. Darcy does, she is instantly able to find the bad in it, and she's almost always wrong about him. Um, which is why that, like, l- receiving the letter from him is such an earth-shattering, like, turnabout for her because she's somebody who thinks of herself as being really insightful and knowing a lot about people. And she usually does, but she's just so completely wrong about these two very important, like, people in her life that it, uh, throws her entire world off access for a little while. Um... Yeah, there's, like, they, they point out scenes that I never noticed before, like, I know I'm talking about the book right now, but there's a scene, like, where he continues to, like, to visit her when she's visiting Charlotte, and they just kind of sit alone, and don't say anything, <laughs> because he's too fucking embarrassed to, like, talk to her, and there's, like, conversation that they have, and I can't remember the, like, exact dialogue in it, but the annotator points out, like, he is just, he is so sure, he is, like, asking her a question and setting her up, to see how she's going to respond to that and taking it as a sign that like, she wouldn't have a problem marrying him, but she has no idea where the hell he is coming from and she doesn't have any idea. So he, he, the most hilarious thing about the proposal in the book and in the mini series is that he totally goes into that room thinking like, fucking piece of cake, I got this. He's still going to insult her family, but he super thinks that he's got it at this point. That's how delusional he is in that scene. So that when she fucking like lays into him like that, it is, uh, that's his, that's his letter moment. Um, I just, that's his fucking cup to Jesus. I love that that's his cup to Jesus. Yeah. Uh, I love this story so much.
1: I have so much fun with it. <clears throat> I, speaking of the miniseries, I'd say the thing that encapsulates that moment the best is that, like, amazing video um, <laughs> that is, it's one minute and 11 seconds long, and it is just her ripping into him, and the second she says, like, you're the last man on this earth who I could ever marry, it's just the, the like, turn down for what? Yeah. Um, and it <laughs> cuts in that video of the guys being like, oh, it's so good, it's so good. Um, if you literally Google, like, turn down for what Pride and Prejudice, you will find it. It is the first result. Yeah. And if you've not seen it, it throws me into hysterics every time I watch it. And it is, like, the perfect way to explain what is happening in that scene.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. I really enjoy the miniseries. I, uh, it's very, they're very two very different entities, I feel like, and the movie is very sweeping and romantic. You know, the the book is, mm-hmm. because the book is more of a comedy a romance yeah. um like that's what the menu series is first too so like the tone oh. is very much de-hum, de-hum, de-hum. like that um <laughs> you know what i mean you've like all, that yeah we've all been there um uh-huh. and uh yeah the cast is also really good and uh, mrs bennett is just the worst but also like perfect the actress mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and Colin Firth has what T-shirt in it? I mean, what, like, what can you? Ask? I like that's my favorite thing probably about it is like not just not not that scene specifically, but the fact that it's 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 such a deliberately faithful adaptation. It like almost never verges from the book in any way, except. That they add a scene where Darcy decides, I'm gonna jump in this fucking lake. And he gets out and was we- has a wet t shirt on and is practically naked, as you would say, Ezra, and runs into Elizabeth while she's at his house. Why? I don't care. Genius. Genius. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect decision.
1: I've never seen a miniseries, and I just I really want to. I
0: wish that I had it. I didn't have it on Blu-ray, so that I could stream it more easily. But
1: Ugh, one day when
0: I get a uh, Blu-ray external drive, we'll, we're doing it
1: someday. Oh, man, we'll make it happen.
2: That's a, that is an interesting point about like that. It's two. That's two very different takes on the source material, both of which. Feel very rooted in a time that is not the current mm-hmm. one. Um, where, cause the, the film is, yeah, it, it is very kind of impressionistic. Um, you know, a lot of the visuals and the lighting and all of this stuff, and it's, it's, it, there are a lot, it, it is, it is a, a movie of manners, but it is not a comedy of manners. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people are- every, everybody's lives are so, like, ruled and circumscribed by- by these things about manners and, like, they're a fact of life, but they're more a source of angst than of- I mean, they're, they're a source of both angst and comedy as opposed to being mostly a source of comedy. Yeah. And all of her books kind of, like, really?
0: verge on that axis to, um- I've used the yeah. word access way too many times in this podcast tonight. Um, but like, you know, persuasion, I feel like falls very much more into the angst category, even though it, it still is really funny sometimes. Um, but it's definitely like just torturous angst. you are just like, I want them to be happy so badly. Um, Sense and sensibility is like somewhere in the middle, I feel like, where there's so much misery and unrequited Emotion that happens in it, but it's again, it's still kind of funny, and there's a happy ending, you know. Um, Emma is just pure, beautiful romantic comedy, I feel like, um, yeah. or comedy manners and romantic comedy, and, and same with Pride and Prejudice. Um,
2: all shout out to all Jane Austen novels for having really insightful shit to say about mm-hmm. money, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's just cool. That's sort of one of the things that people are like. Oh, you know, it's about they're about romance and kissing and feelings no. and shit. I'm like, <laughs> these movies are like, also, like these stories are like, extremely about yeah. money, <laughs> mm-hmm. and
1: That's- like also uh, gender politics.
2: Yeah, yeah. I
1: um I have. I was thinking. Oh, no, no, please, 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 please. I was thinking about, and I said this when we were watching the movie that. Like, we like Mr. Darcy, or not... I mean, we do like Mr. Darcy. We do. um, But, but, like, Mr. (laughs) Bennett seems a more sympathetic character than Mrs. Bennett. And I think it's because Mr. Bennett cares about, like, his daughter's happiness, quote-unquote. But Mrs. Bennett cares about their safety. um, And it's because, for her, she understands exactly what will happen if all her daughters do not get married. Yeah, Um, You know, I think... I think it it makes her more sympathetic if you understand that, like, she is tried to secure a life for them that will not be just, like, fucking miserable and awful. Yeah. Well, and (laughs) Um, because
0: they'll literally, you know, like, with a situation that the whole complicated process of, of, like regency england would be entailing the estate and everything that mr bennett didn't yeah, fucking dog do
2: male male primogeniture uh, sucks. sucks and uh fuck you england it's like they have
0: different their, their flaws are different like his he never had any sons and they're just like well eventually we'll have sons and then they never did so he never entailed the estate and so now it's like that's the whole mr collins thing is right it's like this guy's gonna come in and the estate is going to go to him so mr bennett fucking dies and none of you are married you're, like, you're going to be dependent on the charity of your family to survive because you're not getting diddly-squat shit. Um, yeah. And that's, like, a very, yeah, absolutely. It's, like, a very real concern and it manifests
1: in <laughs> multiple ways for Mrs. Bennett. Um Yeah. 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 Um, you know, it was, I had that moment in this movie where I just was, like, that, I feel... I feel for her more than I have previously. Mm-hmm. Um she just because like the the fear of what is going to like he cares about his daughters but also he does not have he can't ever fully understand what could happen to them. Yeah. <laughs> um especially cuz that would happen after he died. So, yeah. you know.
0: She's much more I I would say sympathetic in that movie than she is in the mini series or the book. Mm-hmm. Um for sure. And, and I think that's partly also due to the performance. I think that she's a very... Mm-hmm. Um, what's her name again? Berta Blethen, I
2: think, is her name. Is that it?
1: Mm-hmm. That sounds right, but I'm not entirely sure. Um,
2: yeah, no, that's it's a it's a very layered Brenda performance. And mm-hmm. the movie... The film just, you know, gives her space to give a really layered performance, mm-hmm. which is very mm-hmm. cool. You know, she she's not just... Juliet's nurse mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. always the mm-hmm. fucking <clears throat> comparison. My high school almost did Pride and Prejudice like the play version my senior year and me and a couple of other people managed to like sabotage that choice <laughs> um because one we didn't want to have to like fucking straight up murder half our drama class for being completely unable to do English accents. And also we were like, we already know who we're going to end up playing. And I was just like, nope, I'm not spending my senior year playing Mrs. Bennett. I'm just yeah. not doing it.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and that is your yep. right. Yep.
2: We had a similar, oh, I won't get into that. We had yeah. a similar
0: situation at, yeah. uh, at our college production of <laughs> Pride and Prejudice. Um, oh, I can imagine. Drama.
2: Is it's full. just, it's just fucked up to be like seventeen and realize that you've already been pigeonholed into, yeah, Mrs. Bennett. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was really bad for my self esteem as a teenager. Hell mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah! Is
0: overflowing with too many, uh, not not too oh, many, bad. but uh, just the right amount of uh, women. And not enough guys, but it seems like too many women because there's not
2: enough guys, and so then all the guys are like good not shit. enough
1: roles written. <laughs> also, for women. I'm just yeah.
2: saying that out of any role in Pride and Prejudice, you like, I'm I'd, Mr. Ben. I was gonna say, no, you <laughs> want <laughs> you playing Mr. Ben, <laughs> yeah, for sure, yeah. yeah, 100%. And you
1: want me <laughs> playing Mr. Bingley, like, I feel like this is, yeah, oh, absolutely.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Maddie, yeah, Maddie, please put your your enormous beautiful blue green eyes to work just staring at somebody like the sunshine yeah,
1: and, and not of being what. able to form full <laughs> sentences when I'm trying to propose. I feel like this is my life's work. Madeline plays Jane. <laughs> um people kept people kept being like, Oh,
2: you you yeah, have and a and Helen is gonna play Elizabeth Bennett, it'll yeah, be great. My
1: or Mr. Darcy.
2: Or Mr.... Oh, yeah, never mind. I was going well, yeah, to say like, Helen and I is yeah. Bingley and oh, Darcy. Fuck yes. yeah. Oh, fuck yes. Yeah. Yes. So nice. <laughs> so much better.
0: Yeah. Maddie, we just need to do Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead, though, before we <laughs> <I> do
2: that. <laughs> I mean... Like, I know, I
1: know. It's true. <laughs> prepare. It's true. Can
2: I be the play... Okay, I want to be the player. Please join us. On this side. Um, yeah, I side. Yeah,
0: and I, I thinking, I'm thinking about that... Um, thinking about... Mrs. Bennet in that movie too. I'm remembering a shot, uh, I don't know when it happens in the movie. One of the movie's long shots where they kind of look at the rooms in the house and there's a shot of Mr. and Mrs. Bennet in bed and kind of looking like they're not connecting, you know? Um, she's like holding him or something and he's turned away from her uh, out the window. And that, that's just like a segue into um, the, more of like my favorite shot in that whole movie, like the, the ballroom scene. Um, or the dance I think another field Um, the second one the the major one um, before Darcy has proposed to Elizabeth but um, after some shit has gone down and Bingley is firmly in love with Jane and it's just like a a one shot of like moving through the rooms of this gigantic house with all of these people (sighs) and seeing all of the shit that's happening. That tracking and, you know,
2: shot is so yeah, you know, good! And
0: Lydia and uh, Kitty are misbehaving and Mary's at the piano embarrassing herself and there's a shot of, like, Bingley and Jane are talking and as they're walking away like, it pans down and, like, moves away from him, but as it does he, like, kind of clutches, like, the end of her train or something of her dress as she's walking away.
2: It's like a, yeah, it's like a she's got, like, a ribbon trailing yeah. off of her dress, and he, like, just barely catches Ugh. it. And then there's, like, one part where where Elizabeth is
0: coming in from a room she's, she's trying to stay away from Mr. Collins, basically, and uh, I think she, like, turns and Mr. Darcy is, like, has been, like, looking for her in the house and we see him, like, looking at her from the other room, looking like so sad because he doesn't want to, he's like so uh
2: unsure about talking to her oh my god it's so good a lot of a lot of just as as we've said many times on this podcast uh men pining it's just like we love that's what we like to see we like to see men pining it's delicious <laughs> um oh man i just love i love how that movie um communicates how many different things are going on all layered on top of each other in a way that it's not hard to follow, but you understand why... It's partly like why the Bennett family is so chaotic is because you have just a lot of big personalities all sort of behaving as if they are the protagonist of their own stories... Kind of layered on top of one another. I also love the that one the scene where they're dancing and then at some point as and those dances are like so well choreographed, and then you just realize that all of the other people in the scene have disappeared. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just the um, two of them.
2: Anyway, yeah, it's just yep. It's just really good that the way the way that you can be just sort of fascinated by somebody, even though they piss you off and like the things that piss you off about them are really like the things that piss you off about yourself.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, I think that there's a lot of Um, I was thinking about this because I was watching Princess Diaries, too. Uh, I think there's a lot of like the like, I hate you so much, but I love you so much couples and very few of them have ever actually figured out what makes that relationship work. Like I am yeah. so I am like very rarely compelled by that. Um because like so few people managed to figure out like what makes that kind of relationship like interesting. Um I liked that movie. I like I remember being fond of it and I still was enjoying it. But one, the whole plot of that movie is her emotionally cheating on her arranged marriage fiance, but framed in like a feminist way, and I was like, this is just kind of weird. And also, like, her and Chris Pine spent a large portion of that movie, not a large portion, but a decent portion, like, directly antagonistic, because he was trying to steal her throne. So, like, (laughs) I'm like, I'm sorry, guys, you just, this is not Pride and Prejudice. You just didn't, you didn't get the secret sauce there.
2: Yeah. Speaking of the secret sauce, we, uh, the sort of back half of this was, we decided that we were gonna kind of just, like, open it up into, um, uh, situations in which the Hets have rights. (laughs) And speaking of the blueprint. Is it, is it time? Is it time? Yeah. Like, our, our big things are, um uh wife guy.
1: Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: Pretty much every man on this list is uh a wife guy. Um and that's amazing. And it's also just man you can do MF couples where you have two people who feel like real people and respect each other as real people. But apparently that's, like, really goddamn hard. Mostly because it requires you to treat women like people. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I don't know. We we just have this hilarious list.
1: Mm-hmm. There's, the categories um, are more Austen, Shakespeare, and then not Austen. And you can guess which is the longest <laughs> list.
0: Well, yeah, Emma and Persuasion are my two other favorite Austen ones. So that's why they're
2: on here. Persuasion fucks, um... Persuasion with like fifteen Ns, so just to really good. get the point across. Someday, it does fuck. You're completely
1: watch right.
0: Watch the make uh, with uh, Rupert Penry-Jones and Sally Hawkins. Just, just because you know, I love know. that, I love That's that version.
2: Little... It's, it's, it's just <laughs> she's just Sally Hawkins. Just, is like this. A huge, enormous, luminous soul in this little tiny package that looks like she's made out of spun glass. And I'm obsessed with it. She's beautiful. <laughs> uh, yeah, that entire thing is beautiful. I
0: still want to see the original with um, Kieran Hines as Wentworth because people tell me that that whips. Um, I do love Kieran oh, Hines. Man. He's fucking Somebody great. Somebody called him, said, referred to him of as Kieran Hines of Game of Thrones fame recently and I
2: wanted to uh, die. He was on Game he, of Thrones? Exactly. Exactly. My- Wait, who- That's not important. I'll I look it up later. Know. I was- I mean- at, Anyway. Anyway, it, it's not important. <laughs> not like of the terror? Not- <laughs> Not at least that's Rome more current.
0: Julius Caesar for a solid season. Yeah. None of that.
2: Anyway. Fuck okay. um, it. Anyway. Anyway. Um, another, another, uh, if you, if you like Pride and Prejudice, go watch North and South. It has a similar vibe, but with more trade union <laughs> mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that
0: for all, for the kind of looking down at Han and Leia here and looking back up at Elizabeth and Darcy, I really feel like Beatrice and Benedict are the blueprint here. Um, yeah they really
2: are all three of
0: those couples
1: have like what i refer to as the secret sauce (laughs) which i don't like that that's what i've been referring to it as but like they got whatever that (laughs) like nugget that makes it work um they got it
2: yeah 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 yeah
1: but you're right specifically benedict and beatrice like the beginning and the end they
0: were the they were the original they the original influencers it's, it's like
2: yeah yeah it's like you've, you've got, like, the two... There's the, like, the uncomplicated relationship or the mm-hmm. complicated relationship. Both excellent. Uh-huh. Um, but, like, I don't know what the other archetype is, but, like, either you're Benedict and Beatrice or you're some other archetype that my brain has just dribbled out of my ears and I can't come up yeah. with right now. It's the, you know, two um, people who are at odds, and but they actually
0: secretly understand each other better than anybody else can, and that's extremely sexy. Yeah. Um, Yeah And you can contrast that a little bit With Pride and Prejudice in terms of like An A couple and a B couple It's wacky how Technically the Beatrice and Benedict plot Is the B plot of of, uh, Much Ado About Nothing um, I,
1: I refuse to believe it.
0: It's true scholarship-wise, but in my heart, it's not true.
1: <laughs> but that's not true. That's Fun a, fact, that's a lie. A actually, I
0: mean, it doesn't mean that it's less important. It's just the second. Just because part of the plot,
1: technically, the other couple mechanics. drives the plot forward, or whatever.
0: Yes, that's the reason. Blah blah blah. blah. But you can argue that like you know, <laughs> Jane and Bingley are nowhere near as like like they're actually pretty sweet they're not as bad as uh, claudio and hero but like having that couple who knows each other and you know that like you get to the end of the play and you're pretty confident that benedict and beatrice are going to be fine (laughs) but Mm -hmm. claudio and hero you're just like nah man even if you stay together i'm worried about you (laughs) I'm worried about her specifically, and I really want her to get out of this situation. Like, I don't feel that way about Jane. Like, I genuinely think that Jane and Bingley would be happy. Um, yeah. but like Claudio and Well, Hero- to be fair,
1: their situation is Darcy was like, don't marry this girl. She doesn't love you, and her family's nuts. Yeah. And then and then he's like, JK, I was lying. Also, I'm gonna try and marry one of the other sisters. Whereas <laughs> The other situation, I would say, is,
0: the difference is a is little that more traumatic, Bingley, The difference is that Bingley actually loves Jane, is completely faithful to her, is never jealous of her or mean to her, and actually just, like, is not a dick.
1: Yeah. Um. The worst is he just gets, like, sad because he thinks this girl doesn't love him.
0: He gets- he's- the the one similarity between him and Claudio- then I must- I must stop with this comparison- They're both very easily manipulated like that's the whole like flaw of his character that like Elizabeth actually does pinpoint like he is way too easily influenced by people who he thinks like knows better than he is so he lets his best friend whose judgment he absolutely trusts which he is fair to like guide him in this way away from like where his heart is taking him. And then yeah. Darcy's like, uh, LOL, JK, I just got a letter from her sister. That's not important. Anyway, you should act, uh, you should marry her, actually. <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs>
1: yeah. Ooh. Um. Mm. Ooh. That's anyway. One of my favorite parts of the, <laughs> of the
0: book that never really makes it in is, like, Elizabeth and Darcy are having their talk, and they're talking about the letter. And she's like, so when did, do you know that, like, Jane actually liked him and that you should probably go back and, and help him and he was like oh I don't know I figured it out at some point and she was like it didn't have anything to do with the letter where I explicitly told you that did it and he's like no I figured it out for myself and she's like yeah, she's like uh uh-huh. yeah
1: okay um, yeah no that one was all that one was all me, um, <laughs> it was all me you babe. know me Big brain Darcy—that's what they call me. Uh, yeah, just the big, the, big w- the woman emotion by, by knower, Darcy. Incisive, yeah, <laughs> uh,
2: that's his name. My 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 incredibly incisive uh fucking perspective on human relationships. Yeah, that's Lovely. what I'm known for. So Claudio is also easily manipulated. Only
0: it's bad anyway. Only,
1: only bad.
0: Yeah, not the play <laughs> Play good. Claudio play bad. play
1: good. Um, relationship questionable.
0: Um, what are some other heterosexuals <laughs> that are pretty nice
1: Aragorn and I mean, Arwen Leia,
2: Leia will find us uh, and and go apeshit if we don't talk about Logan <laughs> yeah, of and course. Scully for a second which is is that such a like you know you, you have the will they or won't they and then you have the when will mm-hmm. they which I feel like he's also that was the way kind of Josh and Donna was on yeah. the West Wing they were they were end game from minute one. Yeah,
0: but they make a very good point on the uh, the West Wing Weekly that like I am trying to yeah. be respectful of where that's their relationship is super inappropriate and like totally not okay. Oh, wildly, like, absolutely wildly inappropriate. If I didn't so badly and didn't love their relationship so much, then I would be like, this is problematic. But I call I'm, out
1: call I'm out not. for the West Wing. I'm,
0: I mean. There's so many things about the West... West (laughs) If I didn't have an emotional attachment to literally every aspect of it, I would be like, oh, this is
2: problematic. But unfortunately, I started watching it when I was 10, so...
1: right, we also talked about Supernatural for 20 minutes earlier. I don't think we can legally write any (laughs) call-out posts.
2: No, no, we really can't. We're banned from writing call-out posts forever. I never would. Um, I don't know. (sighs) I, I was, before I started watching season one of Print Roll, everyone was like, no, you don't understand Percy and Vex, and I was like, yeah, haha, ha, yeah, I'm sure, and then I finally, like, got to when that happened, and, um, it changed my life forever. <laughs> <laughs> so that's cool. Not that either of those people are straight. Yeah. You know. that. Percy that is the caveat, straight? is
1: that these, uh, many of these people give off bisexual vibes, or, but... Uh, yeah. but are not canonically queer. So yeah, yeah. Um, Arwen and Er uh, Aragorn and Arwen, fair and Eowyn, obviously. Um,
2: yeah. Once again, four three
1: four three people two. who are not straight, but canonically, as far as we know, yeah. are cannot. Yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> just like uh, my deep
2: space, I'm uh, the only
0: Star Trek I've mentioned here because uh, <laughs> no one on Star Trek is canonically straight. Um, yeah. agreed. No. <clears throat> There's no, yeah, no one is, no straight, one is straight in, in space. space um, or the future. Grow up. <laughs> no nobody's, nobody's straight in space. Grow up. <laughs> um, but there are two characters. Deep Space Nine is, I think, arguably, hmm, mm. Actually, I don't know. Just I was go gonna for say it, it's Just arguably the gayest it. show, but it's like unintentionally the gayest show. Um, Voyager is p- yeah. pretty gay. Well, Star Trek... <laughs> who Who's exactly. And now that I'm thinking about it, it's like, no, no, they're all pretty gay. Um, I, but yeah. uh there are two characters on Deep Space 9, Jedzia Dax and then uh Kira Narese and they are they are inherently you watch that show as a as a gay person in 2020 uh the show that was made in the early 90s and you're like those are lesbians and they're
2: not, but they kind <laughs> of are. They're
0: lesbians. And with the Trill especially, Jedzia is is Trill and uh, her next incarnation um, also is like very, the Trill are very lax on the whole gender thing. And they're just like, I mean, like I've been a man before and I've had relationships with women. I don't know what the fuck you want from me. And so it's like their relationship to that is like played very loosely. So Jedzia especially has that vibe going on. But also Kira flirts with her, Kira's mirror universe self flirts with her, like, prime universe self, so I don't know what to tell
2: you. But they- God, hey, remember when they did that on Buffy the (laughs) Vampire (laughs) Rights. Look, Buffy has extremely limited rights, (laughs) but fucking fucked up alternate universe vampire Willow flirting with canon Willow was like- I was like 16, and that messed yeah. me up <laughs> in a good
0: way. Um, Kira ends up in a relationship with Odo, who is a shapeshifter, and he turns into goo. I love him. He's yeah. the sh- he's the sheriff. <laughs> he's played yeah, by right. He's beautiful. Yeah, um, he's my boyfriend. But I love him. What a good face. Yeah. Uh, Kira ends up with Odo. They have like this long, like, like past together, and he's like. In love with her and their best friends, it's cute. Um, I mean, that's sexy of them. Yeah, that's very sexy to have a
1: long them. pass together.
0: Yeah, it's <laughs> extremely there's an there's a not to get too off the rails. There's a film noir type <laughs> episode of Deep Space Nine that's basically just like Odo remembering this case that he had to solve when he was like first appointed this like security officer of Deep Space Nine when he first met Kira, and it's like oh
1: my god, <laughs> he's in love with her.
0: Um, it's a super good episode. Um, so that's valid so only if you're shapeshifting goo played by Rene Opergenois um, uh, rest in peace or in Jedzia's case uh, if it's a thing on because Jedzia meets Worf when he, when Worf joins Deep Space Nine in season four and they hit it off and it's amazing also I think because like former incarnations of uh, of Dax have been Uh, friends with Klingons so she like knows all this shit about uh, Klingon politics and like tradition and knows how to fight with Klingon weapons and Worf is like this is the sexiest thing I've ever seen in my entire life Um, it's pretty great love that for them rip Um, (laughs) so it's valid if they're they're inherently lesbian (laughs) characters it's valid if they're goo or if they're Klingons (laughs) I guess that's what I'm trying to say <laughs> Specifically Worf because <laughs> love Worf
1: Yeah, I love. I still think all the time about how they were like, you know what? Deep Space Nine needs it needs Worf And they were so <laughs> fucking right.
0: They were so right. <laughs> they were so right. They were the rightest they'd ever been.
1: <laughs> the rightest they ever got.
0: Um Andrew Robinson was frequently right on Deep Space Nine, but him and only mm. him. Um <laughs> This is getting away from me. Who are some other heterosexuals with rights? Jack Robinson and uh, Franny Fisher.
1: Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're the peak.
2: Yeah. yeah. They really That's are. That's peak. Um, yeah. Man, two, two people who are just like fully realized adults with their own lives who are like sure of themselves and shit and are like navigating... just, you know, like, two two people who just, like, don't expect the other one to change to fit them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because that's another, like, you can have relationships like that where it's, like, if we can work it out while staying who we have worked really hard to become then that's great and if we can it's not gonna work. And then you have relationships where, like, we both have to work on becoming better people so that we're a better fit for each other yeah in the case um,
0: of, yeah sorry go ahead maddie
1: go ahead no i was gonna change change subjects Please so. do. um i didn't put this on the list because i just thought of it but uh alan and ellie from jurassic park have rights mm-hmm. to the point where yeah, in jurassic do. park 3 they have canonically broken up i'm like that didn't happen
2: I refuse to to believe
1: that that happened because (laughs) like I love the two of them and like their relationship is not the focus of that movie at all um but like the kind of background vibe of like these are two people who have like been in a relationship for a very long time uh and just like know each other very well and have the same interests and are like also partners at their job that they are very good at is like Chef's kiss, so good. <laughs> Fuck Jurassic Park three.
2: <laughs> I do. I love relationships where it's like it's it's an it's you know it's you me and our job, which is the third partner in our relationship, and their which fourth is partner, Jeff like, Goldblum. Like, yeah. <laughs> Exactly, which is like Scully and Mulder, yeah. like that. Um, and then I I keep talking about the hour on this show, and I can never remember if you guys have I watched have not, not. much grin. Um, oh okay, can we like retroactively do that for my birthday? There's really not even that much of it. Sure, it's yes, really man. Important. Um, but like the two main characters on the hour, um, who are sort of have this beautiful like low level in love with each other thing and they've sort of decided not to do anything about it in favor of doing good journalism <laughs>
1: oh that's pretty sexy
2: <laughs> it's so that's... much and it's Ramola it's romola garai and ben yeah. wishaw oh and they're don't, just, um It's, it's, if I, it, that is my, like, one, if I could have one TV show that got another season, it would be the hour out of anything. Don't else. Peter Capaldi and Anna Chancellor's characters also have this thing yeah, going on? Yeah. Yeah, they fucking oh. do. Yeah. They're, they're in the background, which is, like, fucking amazing. And then, um, Dominic am I gonna fuck this up again? My brain likes to confuse it likes to tell me that his last name is something that it's not anyway his name's um, Dominic and una Chaplin yeah there's there's just like so many good relationships. Dominic West and una right. Chaplin anyway, uh that show's amazing and we should watch it and do an episode on it because everybody should watch it. It's yeah. amazing. I really want to anyway. see it that's it that's the there's <laughs> from
0: what i can tell ben wisha and ramola garai's character are just the journalist version of uh <sighs> fisher and jack robinson like in terms of like kind of a, li- a little bit not to, yeah. younger than them but like deciding not to address this long-standing sexual tension and romantic feelings because we have to do the thing and we can't not do the thing but ending differently it's just good it's the good shit. Um, my last thing that I'm gonna mention on here, because it's sad
2: hours up in here, is uh, Wash and Zoe. From yeah.
1: Firefly. Yeah. Look,
2: I'm gonna... I'm gonna... I'm going to fucking fight Joss Whedon in the pit. And sell <laughs> for many reasons. YouTube. I'm kind but, of Yeah, for like a bazillion That reasons. he made, like, his...
0: Arguably his most likable male character mm. ever... Ever and then was like jk what if he just like fucking
2: died
1: hey what if yeah. he just fucking died in the movie what
2: if he died G- got extremely died. yeah and abruptly
0: <laughs>
1: too and abruptly. yeah um would
0: that be fun anyway anyway it makes me want to die
2: um Whedon well, Joth- does not yeah, have so, rights except it's really nice that uh serenity just never. yeah like, oh, that I was wouldn't.
1: cool serenity who Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Jurassic Park 3 and Serenity (laughs) never happened.
0: Alternate (laughs) universe where Supernatural ended after season 5 and Serenity never got made and neither did Jurassic Park 3. (sighs)
1: Some parts of Jurassic Park 3 can stay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you'll have to be very specific with me about that when I create uh, this parallel universe.
1: Alright, yeah, I'll Uh, make a list.
0: Fair.
2: Exhaustive. Uh-huh. An exhaustive
1: list, minute by memory. minute. <laughs> what can what can be cut? What can be kept? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry about it. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We'll, yeah, yeah, we'll
1: yeah.
0: think of new things as we go. We'll, we'll start a new channel in Discord. That's just things that Maddie <laughs> wants to keep. Things that Maddie would prefer to, to be gone. Yeah. And when I get my god powers, um, after finally getting to season four of Supernatural and my rewatch, um, I will then make that happen for you. So you have a little bit of time, okay, Um before that okay. happens.
2: Maddie, okay. you somehow gave me the yawn, even though <laughs> we're not on video.
1: I think it's a, I think it's an audio thing. Generally, I think yeah, if you I hear just... a yawn, you just know.
0: I'm yawning. Just, I just my yawning. apologies. Um, They're just passing around. Sorry. Oh my god, it's contagious. It's contagious. I think that I think that's a sign. Anybody have any yeah. last thoughts about heterosexuals or Jane Austen?
1: Uh, the the main couple from Jaws is cute.
0: They're cute. Uh, yeah. George and uh Mary from *It's Wonderful Life* are cute. I did put them on here.
1: Yeah, but they're cute. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think sometimes George this is not the best <laughs> to no. her. No, he is not. But
0: but the ending of *It's Wonderful Life*. But they, you
1: know what? Those two crazy kids figure it out. Thanks for hanging out with us here on Steeple at the Movies from the Infinity Break Network. Check out InfinityBreak.net for more awesome content and come hit us up on Twitter at people underscore snake. Or shoot us an email at sneepleatthemovies at gmail.com. Our amazing music was done by John and Ronaldo. You can find at Johnny Ronaldo on Twitter. Our super snazzy logo was designed by Bethany Luthold. You can find her at uh, bethanyluthold.wixsite.com. If you got a subject you want to hear us talk about, a movie you absolutely think we need to see, or your favorite heterosexual couple who has rights, come say hello. Uh, also, if you can, please leave a review on iTunes or share the show with any friends you think would enjoy it. Any way you can help spread the news helps us so much, and as always, we very much appreciate it. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you at the movies.